Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Between Your Ears. I'm your host, Peg Cleland, and today's mindset chat is a bit of a riff or a rant. <laughs> uh, after coming home from a weekend of basketball, my daughter was in the Provincial Basketball Championship, and just a few things have, have resurfaced in my mind, a topic that I've thought about many times before, but this seemed like an appropriate time to, to get it off my chest. So let's dig in. The topic, the mindset chat for today is blame, shame, and justify. And I first heard that term from a good friend, Kelly GT, so shout out to you, Kelly. But I was at the provincial championships with my daughter this weekend, and as parents, I mean, there was a lot of us, you know, chatting between games and things, and (laughs) we're human. And so, you know, we were harmlessly commiserating with each other about how terrible the refing was. And so, you know, we're blaming the refs for all the hardships that our girls were having in the different games. And, you know, that's just the mama bear in all of us coming out to protect our our kids. And so blaming, and I'm going to go through each of those three words separately, but the blaming part here, it's really a form of protection. I think all of them are a form of protection, but, you know, us blaming the refs was a form of protecting or deflecting responsibility from our kids to an, an outer external circumstance. And oftentimes, blame, we can use it in our lives, Uh, not just in game situations where the refing was terrible, but we use this idea of blaming somebody else for something that happens in our life or blaming a circumstance outside of us. Something external gets the blame for something that happened to us. And so this situation, the refing was terrible, but even if that was a fact, And this is the key part. Even if it's a fact, the blaming of it doesn't change the outcome. So us, you know, ranting about how terrible the refing was and yeah, we're trying to protect and deflect responsibility and protect our kids, but it doesn't change the outcome of the game. If the refing's terrible, that's just a circumstance. So we're going to continue talking about how that (laughs) changes how, you know, what we should do with that instead of blaming. But I want to give you another example. And again, it's a basketball example from when my son played basketball. And he went through a stage where he was, I'll say a bit of a hothead, very competitive. And, you know, did not like to get called for a foul, especially if he didn't feel he deserved it. And there was one particular game I remember because we talked about it after the game. And that's one of the things I, I, you'll hear me say it all the time. I'm an exceptional mom because I do talk about these things and I'm so passionate about mindset. And a lot of, you know, this blame, shame, justify mindset can take athletes out of the game. Like it's something that they really need to work on too. So what I said to him was, you know, he got a call, he didn't like it. So he, I don't know, made some comment and then he got a technical from the ref for, you know, talking back. <laughs> it's like when you when a kid talks back to their parent. Um, but we, we can't give them a technical. I guess we give them a timeout. So anyway, he got a technical and it threw him off his game because then he was angry and then he was irritated with the ref and, and he was blaming the things that went on after that. He was missing some shots and playing, you know, rough and gruff. It just wasn't pretty to watch, but it was because he let what the ref did, he blamed the ref for that an external circumstance. He took no responsibility himself for anything and it affected the rest of his game. And I'll go back to that statement I made before. Blaming doesn't change the outcome. And that's what I tried to teach him is that is a circumstance and it happened. The ref made a call, good, bad, or otherwise, he made the call. And you're getting mad at him or throwing a hissy fit or whatever it was you're doing doesn't change the call. 
It's done. It's in the past. How are you going to move forward from that? Are you going to let that external circumstance, that outer person's action affect the rest of your game? Because it's so easy to do. And I'm talking about basketball here, but this can affect us in our lives. Just think about a time where maybe you blamed your boss. Something they did caused something that you did. Something that your partner did or didn't do. You blamed your partner for something. Or you blamed your kids for why you did something. You blamed them because you lost your cool or you're so stressed out, but it's their fault. Some people blame the economy because, you know, they have no job or they have no money or they, you know, and sometimes these are facts. You may not have a job. Your business might be struggling, but just because it's a fact doesn't make the blame any more effective. Some people blame the algorithm on Instagram. And again, none of the stuff I talk about is something I'm immune to. So just like I was blaming the refing this weekend, I sometimes have had thoughts of, oh, must be the algorithm why my post is not being seen, why I'm not getting comments, why this isn't happening in my business. We blame the algorithm because it's something, it's easy to reach outside of ourselves and not take responsibility for maybe something that I could do differently in my business or on Instagram or social media in general. But instead, it's a little bit easier just to blame it on the algorithm. So think about in your life where you sometimes shift the responsibility from yourself to somebody else or something else, an external circumstance, instead of accepting the responsibility and learning to move through something or adapt to it or work with it. And so I hope that when I was talking to my son, I was instilling in him this idea that you cannot change it, but you can take responsibility for how you react, respond, move forward, move through it, move past it, instead of getting stuck in the blaming. And our second word is shame. And this one I want to talk about from a couple of different perspectives. Uh, First of all, shame, sometimes others use it to shame someone. Like sometimes it's an external thing that is is shaming us. And that's when I, I see it as a weapon. Well, I think it's always a weapon. But when somebody who maybe has authority or power or influence over us uses shame as a weapon and Over the years, not this year, so don't think if you're listening to this, I'm talking about this past weekend of basketball, but over the years, there have been experiences with a coach who maybe used shame as, I don't know if that was supposed to motivate kids, but sometimes coaches will use shame as their way of motivating. Parents sometimes use shame, and sometimes it's unconscious. They don't mean to, but it it can be used against children from their parents, bullies at school, teachers, a boss. You could have a boss at the job you're in right now who has a way of shaming you, using shame as a weapon. But the thing I want to talk about that's maybe even more uh, harmful is when we inflict it upon ourselves. So when it's this internal shame, it, it's inward, we, we create it. Feeling shame for you know, not doing something or not being something or achieving something, we, we weaponize against ourselves this feeling of shame. And Brene Brown is somebody I've talked about before, love her books, but she, and those of you who've read her books know that she's a shame researcher. And it's interesting to watch her. She has a great TED Talk too, because 
she said, you know, like, who wants to come to a TED Talk about shameful things? Most people kind of shy away from that. They don't want to talk about shame and vulnerability, but that's her whole specialty. So read her books. They are great. But she makes a distinction in one of her books between shame and guilt. And I, until I read her book, I hadn't thought about it this way, but there is a distinct difference because shame is, is like a noun. It's more of an identity or a label that you wear. And so an example of a shaming thought is you are a loser. Or if, if it was me thinking the thought, I am a loser or I am a failure. So the loser, failure, those are the, the labels that I'm giving myself. That's the identity that I'm and that's why I'm feeling shame. Guilt, on the other hand, is it's a verb. It's more attached to an action. So you lost the game. You failed the test. So you can hear the difference between you are a loser. That's an identity of you. You are a loser. And you lost the game. That's just a circumstance. That's something that happened. That one can change. That was something that happened this, this time. You lost the game, but it can change. But if you take on the identity or the shame of being a loser, that seems more forever. It's harder to shift that one. But keep that in mind, the whole idea of shame, whether it's coming from you internally feeling shame or somebody's using it as a bit of a weapon against you. I was talking with my daughter today, and I'll mention this now too, because it's interesting how sometimes the person who says something is not trying to shame you, but it's how you respond to what they said. They might be somebody who speaks in very abrupt terms and just the facts, just state it. And it seems a little bit hurtful, maybe the way it comes out. One person might not take it as a feeling of shame, but somebody else does. So that's something we can control too, is how we respond to somebody else's comment or coaching technique or just, you know, just a side comment from a friend or a boss did they really intend to shame us or was it just the way, you know, we interpreted what they said? Because that's just coming from within us. It wasn't directed as shameful to us, but we can, we can respond that way. So just be aware of that um, in yourself sometimes, how you, how you let things affect you. Is it in a shameful way or just sort of as a, a fact? You can change the way you hear it and the feeling it brings up in you. So the last word is justify, blame, shame, and justify. And I think when you hear the word justify, I sometimes think of the word justified. It's justified. You know, those comments we made about the refing, well, that was completely justified. And we can convince ourselves of that. And even if that's true, even if the refing was terrible, which it was, <laughs> it's still just an excuse. So when you justify something, you're really making an excuse for, for it happening to you and you can make an excuse for how you responded to it. It's just an opportunity to make up an excuse. And a good example of this, I think, is the pandemic. Um, it was a, something that happened to all of us. I don't think anybody was immune to some effect from the pandemic. And some people got stuck. And again, there is, there's no blame, shame, or justifying judgment here because we all had different circumstances and we all are different people and some people it did hit harder than others in ways but I will still say this that some people got stuck and just accepted it it was happening to them 
and, and were able to, you know, just justify it. It was an excuse to not go ahead with something or, you know, let their business close. But others shifted. They pivoted, went a new direction, adapted, evolved to the new situation, the new rules of the game. So in a game situation, you know, making excuses for yourself because you feel justified in saying the refing is bad, that still doesn't change the outcome. And if you can shift, evolve, adapt to the new rules of the game, which is now bad refing is going to be the case, that is what's going to change the outcome for you. I, I came up with a quote a while ago. I posted it in my Instagram stories. Stuck is not a fact. It's a feeling. And it can be changed. And I think that's important to remember. Stuck is not a fact or a circumstance. It's just a feeling. It's how we're responding to something. And it can be changed. So again, no judgment in any of this. But I think it's worth considering sometimes because I think we all, we're human. And we do have moments where we want to justify something. But blaming, shaming, and justifying is really letting outside circumstances control us, control our behavior, control our life, control the game, control the outcome. Letting outside circumstances have control. Giving our power away. And that's the key here. When we blame, shame, and justify, we are actually just giving away the power that we have. It's like we're saying, I don't control my life. Somebody else is controlling it outside circumstances and I just have to go with it. I have no power. We don't want to give our power away to the refs, to the competition, to anybody. So instead, taking responsibility, even if the refing sucks, despite the fact that maybe you're partner, spouse, friend doesn't support you. Even when your business is struggling, taking responsibility, we always have the power of choice. How we are going to think, feel, respond to different circumstances, to other people, to our own beliefs, our own limiting beliefs sometimes, our negative thoughts that come into our minds, we always have choice of how we are going to respond and we can take responsibility because when we blame shame and justify it does not change the result or the outcome what it does do and this is sometimes why we choose it it relieves us of the control the responsibility which is just the excuse part it excuses us from the responsibility but it strips us of our control, which I'm sure you've heard the term victim mentality. It's really taking that approach. We become the victim of a certain situation. Instead of taking responsibility and control and our power to make change, to adapt, to shift, to, to go through something that's difficult, we become the victim and we blame, shame, and justify why this has happened to us. And I'm sure you've heard that quote about, you know, the universal quote, it didn't happen to you. It happened for you. And if we can see things that way, what can we learn from them? 
What can we learn from a game where the refing seems bad? What can we learn from the job that we lost from that situation? What can we what can we do to take our power back, learn from something and move forward with control, with 100% responsibility? No matter what. Because it's easy, I call it a slippery slope, but it's easy to let those, you know, small incremental insidious what's the word i'm looking for moments come into our lives where we start to be, build a habit of blaming others it's never our fault we it's always something else going on but if we don't take 100% responsibility for our lives then we are giving away 100% of our power to circumstances beyond our control and that's just not the truth we are in control of our lives Sometimes it doesn't seem that way. Things will happen, but we can keep the power and choose a new direction, a new path. And, you know, in basketball, they pivot all the time. That's one of the key moves of basketball is pivoting a new direction. Where can you pass the ball? Uh, So I hope that some of this has resonated with you. And again, I had a different topic planned for this Monday episode. And then I thought, no, I've been thinking about (laughs) our conversations all weekend and, you know, And like I said, we're human. We got into it and it was kind of fun to, I'm going to do a talk sometime on gossip, which is all part of judgment. That will be a future episode. But that's really what this is too. When the parents all got together and we were blaming the refs and justifying this and that, you know, we were trying to protect our kids, but it's a human thing to get involved in those discussions. And so you're a human and you will have moments where you are tempted to blame somebody else or justify a circumstance. Just catch yourself. That's my call to action is this idea of being more aware, my favorite word, awareness, and catch yourself in those moments where, oh, get curious again, another one of my favorite words, get curious about why did I just feel it was necessary to blame them for that situation, to blame them for the feeling I just had, because sometimes we do that. We blame our feelings on other people. No, that's your feeling. You had that thought and created that feeling. They might be responsible for the circumstance that happened, but you had the thought and the feeling. That's within your control. So knowing how we can be curious about our thoughts and feelings and actions of blaming and shaming and justifying can really be a good start for getting ourselves out of that habit and taking back our control. Um, You know, power sometimes seems to people like it's not a not a positive word, you're powerful in a, in a negative sense, but no, you are the one and only you and you should take power over your life because it's your life. So that's where I'm going to leave that one today. Thanks for listening to my little bit of a rant and my full disclosure of all the <laughs> ref bashing I was doing this weekend. The girls had a, a great tournament, lots of lessons learned. We had some fun. We had some losses, um, but you know, that's It's how you come through the other side. So thanks for listening. Uh, Again, if you have not subscribed yet, I would love you to subscribe to the podcast and so I can get between your ears on a regular basis, Mondays and Fridays. Fridays is our mindful meditation sessions. And if you feel called to leave a five-star review, I would certainly appreciate that. I think the next episode I'll do is on human design. A few people have asked me a little bit more about that. I have a program coming up on human design and parenting. So I'm all about parenting and I'm all about human design. So look forward to that one. But for today, thank you so much for spending time with me and letting me get between your ears.